Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of our heads. For today's episode, I am talking about male submissives and the misconceptions and negative stereotypes surrounding male submissives. So continue listening to become hopefully educated and informed on submissive males, specifically cucks and sissies. I will now take a special moment to thank my super special Patreon perverts. And my first tier is called Special Lovers. A special thank you to those lovers, Kevin, Nate, Jeff, Moby, Nigel, and Patrick. Thank you to my one Goon Slut tier member, Jacob. A special thank you to my perverts in the Friends with Benefits tier. Hail Murder Cube, Kai, Matthew, Moondogger, and Todd. And last but not least, a special thank you to my One Night Stand tier member, L. Thank you all for supporting this podcast. I so appreciate each and every one of you. Now, let's get into the episode. Here we go. All right, so we're going to talk about male submissives. So men that consider themselves submissive um, in the bedroom, they prefer to be submissive in kink. Maybe there's switches as well, but mainly focusing on that male submissive role. And before I get started with it, I figured I'd tell you my qualifications to talk about this. So I have spent, mm, I really should figure out how many years it's been. It's been at least a few years of doing online sex work, mostly in the phone sex area and audio. And some of my specialties have always been sissies and cuckold. So I have experience there. I have absolutely studied, thought about, explored how to top and how to dominate over cucks and sissies. I look at the psychology of these things because for one, I'm fascinated, fascinated about it. And secondly, I feel like as a good dom, when you understand the whys and the hows and how your submissive ticks, you know, and that way, like mentally, that makes you a good dom. So I've definitely studied that. And also in real life, I have been in dynamics with sissies and cucks. So I do consider myself qualified to talk about this. Um, at least, you know, as a conversational podcast episode and something I just really feel passionate about personally. So I am super pumped to bring this topic to the podcast and also 
you know, when I was thinking about this episode, I I thought, you know, this would I feel like it would hit more if I had a guest, uh, male submissive, but I don't know of one offhand. So if that is you, get hold of me and let's talk about the possibility because I'd love to revisit this with an actual male submissive. And I also wanted to say that, you know, or rather educate. So if you go onto any porn site and you look up sissy content or cuckold content, they do their job, right? They give, they give uh, what people are looking for and those specific niches, but it's not oftentimes it's not real life sissy and cuckold relationships because we all know that porn can be exaggerated and that's why porn's great. It is exaggerated and and sometimes it is completely unrealistic, but it's still a form of entertainment, if you will, and, you know, an assistance when you're jerking off or masturbating and that's great. But I feel like when it comes to sissies and cuckold, I feel like it gives a lot of miscon- misconceptions out there. Because in real life, a real mistress and sissy dynamic or a real cuck and cuckoldress dynamic, there is consent. You know, like, for example... I, you may have seen this, I've definitely seen it all over the place, where, you know, it's a story about a a girlfriend or a wife that has been sneaking around and cheating on their partner for months or years, and their partner doesn't know about it. And, you know, the porn is them being like, hey, I've been cheating on you. You're a piece of shit. I hate you. You know, blah, blah, blah. While there is value with that kind of porn, because, you know, a lot of a lot of men are seeking to feel a certain way. And so while there is value there, that is not a real cuck relationship. Because a real cuckold relationship are two people who come together and say, you know, I'd really like to explore. Uh, you sleeping with other men. And I want to be, you know, a little humiliated about it. Here's, here's my limits with that. I want to be there or I don't want to be there. I want to get pictures. I want to get videos, whatever. And both people consent to that. You know, in real life, if there's a girlfriend or a wife that just simply cheats and there was no conversation to be had about that, that's not cuckold. That's just being a really filthy, dirty person and shitty person. (laughs) So I think that's where, at least what I think, I think that's where some of the misconception happens is people that don't understand the, the kink And they just assume that men that are into that kind of thing are pussies, you know, they're weak bitches, whatever. And this episode, I wanted to do this episode to break through 
that stereotype because I have known sissies and cucks on an intimate level and they are not weak people. They crave, some of them crave to feel weakened in a sexual setting, but as people that they are not weak pussies or whatever you, the, you know, a person would say, because I'll go back to where, you know, I started with this in real life, these kind of dynamics, there is consent there, you know? So in this episode, I'm not talking about, you know, the fake porn level of sissy and cuck. I'm looking at the real person, the man behind this kink, because I have witnessed people looking down on submissive men, and it makes me angry because I have known submissive men very intimately, and they are just wonderful human beings and honestly have more balls than those men that are looking down on them. And I'll get on that later. But most submissive men that I've come across are very, very interesting. So they are very masculine in their regular life. Like during work, they're managers, bosses, whatever, uh, alpha, if you will, at work and socially, you know, you would never you would never guess that they have these very submissive tendencies or fantasies behind closed doors. Behind closed doors, they are drastically different. And I find, especially during phone sex, because I have talked to so many men and gotten to know them intimately, I would say that majority of men that are craving to feel like a sissy, craving to feel like a cuck, are successful men, like successful in their work, successful in life. It's just they have this craving to feel more vulnerable, to feel submissive to a woman behind closed doors. And I totally get that. Because, you know, years and years ago, I considered myself submissive. I've talked about this before on the podcast. When I first discovered BDSM in my 20s, I considered myself submissive. And it was appealing to me because it looked like a time where I didn't have to worry about being in control. I could just simply be. I could just simply you know, submit to a man and not have to make the decisions, not have to stress. And that was very appealing to me at that age. When I got into my 30s, though, I switched and pun intended there switched, but I totally switched. Like, I don't want to be submissive at all in my age now. I just want, I want the control. That's who I am now. I I really don't want to be submissive. There's times where I want to be submissive to big cock in the bedroom, but that's it. I don't I don't want a man to tell me what to do and how to do it. I need the control now. And so 
I find that I think that's why a lot of men that are successful in their lives and they hold, you know, very stressful job where they're always making decisions, they're always, you know, on the edge, they are fathers, um, you know, whatever. They they have a big social network and they have all their bros or whatever. But when it comes to their cock, you know, behind closed doors, they want to be a sissy slut or they want to be the cuck that's forced to watch a bigger cocked man fuck their woman, you know, whatever it is. And I totally, totally get that. So for someone to say that that man is weak, that that man is a pussy because he wants to do those things is a hundred percent wrong because they are successful in life. They are very, I can think of a few in my mind right now. They are so confident when they talk to me. They are so intelligent. And it's just when their cock gets hard, they want to switch all that off. And I totally get it. So that that's one thing that I've noticed personally. And another thing that we have going on in our society that is kind of programmed and ingrained in us are that men are supposed to be the breadwinner. They're supposed to be in control. They're supposed to be the one that protects the woman. They're supposed to be the one that makes the decisions, all that good stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you that there is a lot of women that don't want that. There's a lot of women that do want that. Uh, so there are women, as myself, that would rather be either equal or higher in that kind of dynamic, not just sexually, but, you know, in other areas of the relationship. And there are men that are so eager to please women in that way. That's just something that's ingrained in them. They want to defer to the woman's control. And that preference isn't typical at all. And what I mean, typical as in stereotypical and kind of like how how we're programmed to be. And if a man craves to please a woman or defers to his woman and she wants that too, that does not make him less of a man. And it's actually pretty toxic because it's it's assuming that woman can't be in control, that it, that that a man has to be in control. And that's that's pretty fucking toxic when you look at it. If you think that the definition of a man is someone who always makes decisions and is dominant and in control of every situation in his life, even in the bedroom, you need to reevaluate yourself and learn some new vocabulary, learn some new perspective because dominance and and uh, craving control does not equal a man. It just doesn't. It have some perspective is my opinion because 
I know plenty of men that are masculine and that are men and they don't want to be that way with their partner. They want the woman to be the dominant one. There is nothing wrong with that man that doesn't make him less than, that doesn't make him weak. And it doesn't make the woman a bossy bitch, you know. So, and I won't get on that stereotype or that uh, topic rather of, you know, I read so many articles where, like, for example, little girls that are kind of more dominant in their classrooms, right? Like, I know, you know, these, these young children that are just, they're just naturally in control. They're naturally leaders and the automatic thought process that is found is that we call that little girl bossy. We call her bratty, you know, all these negative connotations when simply she is a little human being that just simply and naturally wants to lead. So anyway, I won't go down that path, but anyways, uh, submission and being submissive is often thought of weakness and lack of confidence, lack of self-worth. That is not the characteristic of the submissive man himself, the man behind the kink. Maybe he does want to feel weak. He wants his worth to feel squashed during a kinky scene. But when it comes to who he is as a person, it doesn't make him a weak bitch. He may hear that you're a weak bitch in that kinky setting. But, you know, I'm talking about, like, I have had someone tell me that a cuck is not a man. He's not a real man. And it truly, it truly pisses me off. <laughs> and I'm going to try not to get angry. I, this is how, it ju it's just how I feel. This is how passionate I feel about it. Uh, because I do know these people and they are wonderful people. And I, I guess I have a pet peeve when people, you know, stand their ground and say something that's just totally not true. It just aggravates me. It, it annoys me. It makes me angry. <laughs> and so that's why I'm doing this podcast episode to shine the light on these submissive men that are far from being weak men. They're far from being it. It takes a lot of courage for a man to be his true submissive self when society urges him to be a certain way. That takes a lot of courage, in my opinion. It's very brave to take off, you know, those societal norms and be like, you know, I'm different and I'm going to be different and I'm going to enjoy it. I think it takes a lot of courage. Here's a mid-break to put in my shameless plug for my loyal fans. So loyal fans is like OnlyFans, but way cooler, way better. 
my loyal fans is not the typical picture and video heavy kind of fan site. And I'm not going to be messaging you for, you know, unlocking pictures or whatever. It's simply a place for you to support my erotic audio work. And it also has an audio store. So if you don't want to subscribe, you can purchase some of my premium private collection of audios, including my hypnophiles. Like, let's see, last week I posted a hypnophile that is not posted publicly. And I feel like it's my best work to date. I'm so proud of it. Um, but it can only be purchased through loyal fans. So if you want to check out my loyal fans, you can subscribe for just $2.50 for the first month. After that, it's $5 a month. And you can find this at www.loyalfans.com slash Miss Beatrix. That's M-I-S-S. B-E-A-T-R-I-X. Also, if you listen to this on Spotify and you're a submissive male, why don't you drop me some feedback? I'm asking you this question. Do you ever feel ashamed of your submissive nature as a man? Do you feel pressure to be dominant all over the place in real life and in the bedroom because of those stereotypical expectations? Or do you own your submissive nature with pride? Anything you want to tell me, tell me in Spotify that should prompt you when you start listening to this episode. I can't wait to read them. I will publish the ones that are safe for public. Um, all right, let's get back to the episode. And the other, the other thing, let me talk specifically about cucks. Okay. A misconception, like I just said, cucks are weak men. I would love, I would absolutely love to ask a non-cuck man this question here. Could you be in the same bedroom as the woman you love or the woman that you care for, could you be in the same room as or while she's getting railed by a man that's double your cock size, that fucks longer than you, that is bigger than you? Could you sit in that same room and watch the whole time and not get angry, not get upset, not get defensive when she says she loves his cock way much better than yours. Could you sit there and take that? Because I would guarantee if, if, if men that say, you know, cucks are weak men, I'd be like, okay, could you do this? No, they couldn't because they have, you know, this, this part of them that needs to be it's that societal programming, you know, like, no, I'm not going to let some other man come and fuck my woman. And yeah, they're, they're not into that happening, but there are men that are into that happening. So what is wrong with that? They're still 
they are still a man. They're still a person. It doesn't make them fucking weak. It's something they crave and it's something they prefer. Like, for me, I could never, ever be a cut queen. Um, sometimes it turns me on, like, when I've done, I've done a couple, like, scenarios like that. Yeah, it's hot, and I think it's uh, very taboo and whatever, but when it comes to real life, I could never, because my ego can't take that. I'll admit it. I, my ego is too fragile for if I was in a relationship and a man you know, force me to, to sit there and watch him fuck a woman that was hotter than me. And, you know, her pussy was tighter. Oh my God, I would die because I'm just not naturally, uh, I don't want that. Right. But there's plenty of women that do. And so I'm not going to look at those women and be like, you know what, you're a weak bitch <laughs> because you want that. No, I, for me, I'm like, I wish I could do that. It sounds fun. Um, so anyways, cucks are not weak. It's just something they fucking prefer. And, you know, this particular person also, they, they said, okay, well, in the bedroom, if there's consent, that's fine. But outside of the bedroom, no. And then I got even more pissed off because I'm thinking if you have a female that wants to be in control, like me, and you have a man that wants to defer to her or even, you know, be kind of equal outside the bedroom. Who the fuck cares? Like, I did, that just made me even more angry. And I know that's a typical uh, stereotype uh, that these men that are into being a cuck are weak. And they are far, far from it. There's also varying levels of cuckold. There's cuckold where it just happens in the bedroom. And so that man is equal or, you know, whatever in the relationship. And then there's the level of cuckold where he is just all around submissive to the woman, female-led relationship with some cuckold. There's varying levels of it. And so that's another stereotype it really isn't uh, fits in this episode, but one that I want to put out there, you know, uh, there's hot wives that where men get off and enjoy and find pleasure and seeing their woman enjoy multiple men sexually and he's not humiliated for it. He's just there. He's joining in. You know, there's that too. Does that make him weak? Just because he likes to see his woman be a complete slut for cock? It doesn't. Now, another misconception is this. A real man takes control in all aspects of his life. That is such a stereotype, right, of what men are supposed to be. Vulnerability is not just a female characteristic. It's also a male characteristic. And some men also find pleasure in serving and submitting to women. That doesn't, there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make them less of a man. It just makes them a man with some particular preferences. 
another misconception is that men are not supposed to show weakness. In my opinion, it is so brave to show weakness, you know, and to, to, and going back to those men I talked about in the beginning, you know, they're all strong and dominant at work, like the typical male stereotype. And then they take it all off when they get home or they take it all off when it comes to kinky settings or their fantasies. Uh, That's okay. It doesn't make them weak for craving that. And, you know, specifically, here's a little side note about cucks specifically. It, to me, it takes a lot of balls to be a cuck because you are consenting. You are saying that I, I want, I want to feel less than, I want the mental and psychological masochism. I want to be pretty much bullied in the bedroom when another man is around. And I just want to, I want it right up in my face. I want to feel like you as the woman are empowered. You are the queen. That takes a lot of fucking balls. Let me tell you, because like I said, I couldn't do it myself. Roles reverse. No way. I'll admit it. I'm too fragile for that. Like I would start crying (laughs) because, you know, yeah, I can be dominant, but I have this very softness underneath it all. And so if I were put into a cuck situation where I'm the cuck queen, oh my God, I would, I would literally, I would literally cry. I would be shook for days, probably the rest of my life. I would not forget about it. Um, but, you know, you have these men that are, like, willing to sacrifice that to, you know, explore this craving inside of them that wants to feel psychologically tormented. That I'm just saying, if you're a cuck, or if you have cuck tendencies or cravings, I, like, all the respect to you. And I know that sounds weird because... I'm a femdom and, you know, usually if you hear my stuff, I'm very dominant and I'm putting you down, but I'm speaking from the, you know, at a very, uh, honest and raw side of myself, you know, the real me, I respect cucks so fucking much. I really, really do. And it is my pleasure is my absolute pleasure because it's something I'm into and in delivering cuckoldress type experiences and audios and whatever. So all the respect to you. I just, I wish, and the reason I'm putting this out is so others can, can hopefully see and recognize how amazing and brave it is that you allow yourself to explore this kind of kink and the same with sissies too and before I get into that I want to say I've been wanting to do a podcast episode about sissies but 
sissies span, there's so much under the sissy umbrella, so many different types. So I've always had a hard time trying to figure out how, how I would pack that into one episode. So for the sake of just simple uh, example right now, and I find this to be a very common sissy desire when I've worked with men that are into sissification. A lot of them do not want to cross-dress uh, every single day. They just want to do it at uh, special occasions, if you will. So these men are wanting to be submissive. They're wanting to be, there's always some sort of light humiliation there, if not heavy humiliation. And they're wanting to feel that it's so vulnerable to be a man and a man in every way. I'm talking, these men are masculine, even alpha in their regular life. It's just they have this piece of themselves that wants to be really broken down and put into feminine clothes, treated like like a female slut for the sake of some kinky fun. And that that is brave to first admit that, hey, I kind of curious about that, you know? I'm kind of curious about what it feels like to wear panties. Or I'm kind of curious to feel what it's like to be pegged by a woman. Or even I'm curious to, you know, suck actual cock for my partner. That takes a lot of fucking balls, in my opinion. Because society will tell you that you're not supposed to be that way. You're not supposed to act like that. You're not supposed to want female clothes on you. You're not supposed to want to suck cock because it makes you gay. You know, whatever it is, that internal programming that you have. I just, I love all you submissive men because you're brave enough to work against that and just explore things that feel good to you. And I'll, this leads me to one of the misconceptions I noted down that sissies are gay, weak, non-masculine, etc. Anything that fits within those words. Totally. Okay. In the kinky setting, yes, they are weaker and yes, they are non-masculine and yes, they may be doing gay man sex things, but it doesn't make that person, the person behind the kink, it doesn't make them weak. They just want to experience that feminine experience in the bedroom sometimes uh, it does, there's nothing wrong with that man. Another misconception are that men are the superior gender. And you may laugh because I have made some misogyny content where I do say this. But like I said in the beginning, porn can be exaggerated. And that's what makes it fun. You know, sometimes we like to feel these exaggerations in kinky settings or in our porn and that's okay but what what I'm talking about 
is boiling it down to real life, saying that men are the superior gender, and we all can agree that there is some stigma there. Uh, But the reality is that some women want to lead. Some women want to be in control. Some women don't, and that's okay. Some men want to be in control, and that's okay. And I would also argue that a cuck or a sissy, and some of you may be rolling your eyes, but I don't care. I This is my opinion. I think that cucks and sissies and just generally submissive men are more comfortable in their masculinity than men who pretend to be all superior and masculine. And so what I mean by that, and I know you know who I'm talking about. You can think of someone, men who have fallen into the societal programming and they're trying so, so hard to be all masculine and dominant and, you know, it's it becomes something that's forced and then it becomes something that's a little toxic because they're forcing something. And they're the ones that are going to say, you know, men are supposed to be in charge and, you know, cucks are fucking wimps, whatever. Uh, I believe that cucks and sissies are more comfortable in their masculinity because they are able to put it down and say, you know what, when I get horny, when I get where I want to feel sexual, I'm going to take off my masculinity. I'm going to put on that, <laughs> that pair of pink frilly panties and, and do my thing, you know, and then go back to my normal self that everyone else sees every day, right? You know, at work or socially and their family, whatever. So I, I believe that you are more comfortable in your masculinity and holds your masculinity better when you are able to be vulnerable with the things that you want. Now, another misconception, I've always hated this term. I don't know. I just find it so um, annoying. So the misconception is this. Letting your female partner control you makes you pussy whipped. I hate the term pussy whipped because it's so negative. It's saying that When a man defers to their woman, the woman that they love, the woman that they respect, that means they're pussy whipped. That means, and it's also like a diss on that man that he's, you know, controlling himself with pussy. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't like it because there, I wish some people would open their eyes and realize that some women want to be the dominant partner. There are thousands of people in female-led relationships where both people have consented to that's how they want their relationship to be. And, you know, it all boils down to this, too. Like, these people that throw shade on different kinks and fetishes. Like, why are you so concerned with with 
people's sex lives? Why are you so concerned with what makes them hard or and or wet? Like, get the fuck out. It, it, no one invited you here to to place your opinion and to place your beliefs on these people. <laughs> it's just my just, I'm just saying, like, get out of get out of their business. Like, so anyway, the the misconception is that when when a man defers to a female partner, it doesn't mean they're pussy whipped. It just means those two people are in the the dynamics that they choose to be in, that they consented to, that they prefer, that they like. So I hope this all came across clearly. I felt like I just rambled all over the place and and jumped to a billion different <laughs> lily pads if you will but I feel very strongly about this I love submissive men to be honest I look for a submissive man perhaps in my future relationship because I just know what I like and what I crave and I know there's lots of other women out there like me. There's a lot that are not like me that are the complete opposite. And there are a lot of men that could never be submissive and that's okay too. So I do want to end on that note that if you have, you know, almost zero submissive tendency tendencies as a male, I'm not, I'm not like looking down on you at all at all who I'm talking about here are the people who who put shame on submissive men who look down on them and call them weak and judge those men you know if you are a dominant man all the power to you I feel like you're a fellow brother if you will <laughs> because I'm a, a dominant female so yeah, I totally get that. So I love all men. I just have a special kind of love for my submissive boys that are just so sweet. And they, you know, tickle my fancy as a dominant female. So, all right. Before I ramble on other tangents, I'm going to leave it here. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, check the show description for ways that you can follow me and follow the podcast. And until next time, bye-bye.